Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by The Rally in the Gorge. Are you ready to go beyond the main roads? Since 2003, The Rally in the Gorge has introduced riders intimately to the awesome secondary and tertiary roads in the Columbia River Gorge National Scenic Area. With programs for dual sport, adventure, sport touring, and sport bike enthusiasts, this is the rally you'll want to return to again and again. For more information, visit soundrider.com slash rally. Hi guys, this is Bill from Revit. You're listening to The Soundwriter Show. Now live from the Crow's Nest Studio in beautiful downtown Broadview, Washington, join us for the latest episode of The Sound Writer Show, a candid hour featuring the people, places, and things that make up the fabric of one of the top motorcycle riding destinations in the world. And now here are your hosts, Tom Marin, Derek Roberts, and whoever else happens to drop by today. Welcome riders to The Sound Writer Show. August 16, number 1608. I'm Tom Marin, the publisher, and I'm here with Derek Roberts. And I got to tell you what, it's hard to believe that it is already August. And, you know, we've got a lot to cover today, but, you know, for guys like me who also do a little nine to five action, a lot of times we have to take a vacation a few weeks in advance. And I'm just wondering, you know, we're at the start of August here. Can you think of anything at the end of August that I might want to take vacation for? Well, there's this little party going on down in Hood River, and you might want to be there. Yeah, what is that party? Yeah, that's, that's the rally in the gorge. The and I sound think that's rider. a big chunk of what we'll be talking about. Today. Absolutely, the uh, 2016 Sound Rider Rally in the Gorge. So we're going to get into a lot of that today. So we're kind of going to do a, a little bit of a truncated intro section here, jump right into news bites because there is still a lot going on in the world of motorcycling. But before we dive in. I think there's something going on with your TV, Tom. What is going on in the land of television? Well, before I go there, I want to tell you where I've been riding. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that, too. Yeah. Where so, have you uh, been riding? Oddly enough, I've been riding down in the Hood River area. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, that makes sense but, at this uh, time of year. But uh, we had quite an interesting reconnaissance mission that failed when we were doing the fun run. Okay, let's get some details on this. We were going to use a road called the Abbott road for the dual sport guys right and uh we started to pottle our way down abbott road and it was not in the greatest shape and uh when we got five miles from east to west uh the road sort of ended and there was a big washout Uh oh and then there was a footbridge that somebody had built very nicely sure and uh well we didn't want to what, weren't sure it was a would... really small footbridge, and <laughs> didn't want to take the bags off and cross that. And because there might be another washout ahead, you never know, know, right? So we had to turn the bikes around, come out, and uh, kind of scratch that idea for a fun run, which actually changed the entire fun run routes altogether. Well, We're that's, not going to the same place at all. That's why part of the pre- uh, the pre riding is such an important part of this each and every year. What um, were the conditions that led to this washout? Is that something that we're kind of seeing in the general area down there? Oh, well, it was or? one of those typical things where you see a whole lot of wood that's stacked up horizontally. Okay, so everything just took off. A down little the bit of like a mudslide type situation. Yeah, there. okay. Yeah. And people had been down there with their with their uh, ORVs and muddying their way and using winches. So and just making through, it worse but, each and every. Every day. Yeah, yeah, and it just wasn't safe. So, so it actually just we had to take an entire both the road and the dual sport fun run and chuck them out the window. And that was just a couple of weeks ago here. Yep. So that's so that's a really we got great, a different route now. Well, that's really what's what's fun about the uh, the rally in the gorge too is that it does change so dynamically like that. And even if you've been there before, each and every year is a little bit different. Exactly. Now, what's going on at my house? Yeah, what's happening with the TV here? You know, there's only 24 hours in a day, so I don't watch a lot of TV, but I just, there's nothing to watch on network anymore, and I don't want to pay the giant Comcast cable bill. Sure. So I got myself a Roku stick. Nice. I'm having a lot of fun bouncing around on there, and there's so much bad stuff. That, that and I love to watch B movie type stuff. Okay, you know, well so. then that's a good news for you, I would suppose. Yeah, Death Race two thousand. I don't know why that didn't win the movie of the year <laughs> when it was made in nineteen seventy five with Sylvester Stallone and David Carradine. I just don't understand. It. Didn't they remake that in the mid two thousands with Jason Statham? Maybe they did. I think they did. Huh? I think he's was the, it a little more graphic when they ran over people's heads and stuff? I think so. I, I uh. think maybe he's the uh, Sylvester Stallone of our generation here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm keeping an eye on things to be watching coming up here yeah. in the fall. And uh, 
And actually, I got a little blip the other day about uh, Jay Leno just did a feature on the Modus. Yeah. And you can watch that on YouTube or on the uh, NBC feed. Yep. And uh, and see what Jay thinks about the Modus. Now, I've been so busy watching all these others, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. And this is on Jay Leno's Garage. So Jay Leno, um, you know, probably somewhere about 75% of the time he talks about cars. But he's also a really big motorcycle nut. Yeah, and, in uh, fact, I was looking in the garage and realizing it doesn't look like he has a separate room for motorcycles. I think it's all kind of blended together. But I think he has something like 300 vehicles in his garage. Yeah. So it's, I think he it's more of a, a special sa- sanctuary. Right, like know. the Soundrider. Jay Leno presents the Soundrider motorcycle garage, right? <laughs> well, well, all those bikes would be yellow. That's right. <laughs> In true Tom Marin fashion, there. I will say though, I uh, I got into this feature and I did uh, take a look at that on YouTube because I do watch uh, Jay Leno's Garage pretty mm. frequently there. And so, so what did you think of it? Well, so I got through about the first half of the show, and usually the show is kind of split up. He talks to the guys for the first half, and then he goes out and rides and that kind of thing. And I got to tell you, I was really interested in it. Um, I know of the Modus. I know that it has a very high price tag. Um, I didn't realize. I knew it was made in the United States. I didn't realize that it was made in Alabama. Um, but this is like ground up. Like they're not using anybody else's. Oh no, designs. they built those motors from the ground. The motors are from the ground. Everything frames, everything. Yeah. So I was really interested by it, and there was a lot of inspiration. Uh, it sounds like the guys derived from sort of American hot rod cars. So essentially, the engine is kind of like half of a. It's almost like half of a Chevy big block V8. Huh. So uh, there's, I think it's something ridiculous, like a hundred and fifty pounds of foot torque, and you can just cruise all day long on that thing. But it was. It's a gorgeous bike. They yeah. have some really beautiful motorcycles. I'm not sure off the top of my head what the price point is. Are we north of twenty thousand though on those? Oh yeah, it's, yeah. Oh yeah. Well oh, north, yeah. I right? Think you're, I think you're up uh, somewhere between like forty and eighty. Or oh something really? Like Even that. more than that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But just, I mean, just beautiful, beautiful motorcycles. The guys are really interested and uh, really interesting interviews. And you know, it's just they're just bike nuts. They just wanted to do this, and so they put the company together. These are things that are done every couple of years, and most of the time, these companies fail or they can't. You know, they well, from what I understand, they have a lot of money. They're not going yeah. to go away. Uh, not like, like the it. way like Indian motorcycles when they try to do the resurgence in the right. early two thousands. The money ran out yep. after the motor development. That's it. They said that there's no way this is going to happen with these guys. Yeah. So, uh, and it's all private money. That's right, which so. means hopefully that people will be invested for the long term here, and hopefully at some point they can start to maybe get this uh, the price point down a little bit, introduce some new models, um, because it always it would be really nice to have another American motorcycle manufacturer. Sure, and I think they have twenty two dealers nationwide right now, so we'll okay. see how fast. They I know go. Hinshaw's uh, has it or had it. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. So, they only got like one and they sold it, but they could probably get another one. I would think so. so. So if you're in the Seattle area and you want a Modus, head on down to Henshaw's, and I'm sure that they can point you in the right direction anyway. Yeah. Also on TV coming up, and I, I don't know if I can watch this or not. I haven't dug into my Roku to see if I can get to the CBS Sports Network. Right. Uh, they are going to be running the AMA Enduro Cross uh, starting in September, and it'll be the entire series is going to go on typically every Thursday night. Um, but I think there's some weekend shows too. Right. So. Now let's talk a little bit about the greater, uh, maybe impact to the interest industry at large here is, are they airing this because there is a greater interest in motorcycling or because there are just so many networks that we have to fill that they've got to put something on? What do you think? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think, I think that probably AMA is trying, has been working close with them to get them to bring this on to a national network like that. Uh, we need it. We need yeah. we need these kind of things to inspire kids to watch this and go, hey, Dad, get me a KX65 That's or something, right. you know. Um, and then so, Dad says, sure thing, just don't tell your mother. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it up at the cabin. Right, that's right. But um, – yeah, so uh, w- whatever it is, I just, you know, the more motorcycle stuff on TV, I think the better for getting people interested in riding. I agree. We were ha- having a conversation yesterday about how to boost Facebook posts. Yeah. And uh, the guy I was talking with, he says, well, one of the things I want to do with my Facebook post, he's at a dealer, and he uh-huh. says, I want to I want to boost it to people that are surfers, paragliders, all these action sports people, yeah. because motorcycling should be on their list of things to consider. And I agree with that, too. So, you know, you might reach some of those people by going on the CBS Sports Network now. That's true. Yeah, a little exposure, definitely. And uh, there does seem to be 
I think a little bit of sort of a groundswell with similar thinking there, don't you think? Because we've seen a lot of like Rockstar Energy and Monster Energy and that kind of stuff really starting to promote uh, motocross events. And uh, we've also seen some cross-marketing with even like cruisers and that kind of thing recently. So mm-hmm. it seems like a natural fit to kind of reach out to the coveted millennial, uh, in quotation mark here, um, demographic. And it would be really interesting just to see um, how that kind of plays out over the next couple of years. But yeah. I'm in agreement there, definitely. Definitely. Um, so then we got the announcement from Suzuki. By the way, folks, in case you didn't notice, we're into news bites. We're into now. news bites. Uh, we, got the, we got the announcement from Suzuki that they're going to release a retro-style 200cc enduro bike called the Van Van 200. And it looks beautiful. <laughs> it's a cool, it's a cool looking bike, don't you think? I don't know. This is a lot like the Yamaha TW two hundred, don't you think? Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's very much like that. So I, it's, I think it's more retro looking. That seat almost looks like my SL three fifty seat. Yeah, I was thinking. I'm um, hoping it's not vinyl because a vinyl seat is so itchy on your body, and it gets pretty hot too, right, yeah. on these summer days here. But it's kind of a cool a cool bike, and uh, we are starting to see. Um, a lot of more, a lot of these lower CC bikes coming out, and this looks like a good one. Obviously, the TW two hundred has been a success. I see a lot of those. So I've been talking to dealers about this bike, and they kind of laugh about it. They say, "Well, you know, Yamaha's already got the TW two hundred, so why do we need this?" Right. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. It doesn't hurt to have another. It's just kind of like Kawasaki releasing their version of the Grom. That's true. You know, the the, the bikes the are a sales success to a certain degree. Plus, these are good bikes for using for training. Yep. Because um, they're low enough CC, nobody's going to – well, you never know what somebody's going to do. But it's, uh, it's a lot harder to hurt yourself on a smaller bike right. like that. Well, you know, when and I, a lot easier to learn. Yeah. Well, when I did my endorsement class uh, many years ago, there was a variety of bikes there. And uh, everybody kind of went in their certain direction, and I honed right in on that Yamaha TW200 because I knew I was going to be a dual sport rider. And I did uh-huh, my initial yeah. training on that. I thought it was a really nice bike. I mean – you're probably looking at 35 to 40 miles an hour, but kind of a cool little around-the-ranch bike, around-town bike, I think. My brother had a TW200. I think he was able to go like 50, 55. I think you can probably push it to that, yeah. but I think it's Connie probably... Connie had a scooter that was 200, and she was able to do 65. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. and some of those scooters there. So it will be interesting to see uh, how much success Suzuki has with that, certainly. So uh, let's see. What else is happening here? Oh, uh uh, one of the things you know that I do in this job is go out to dealers. I don't know why. But, yeah. And uh, I was in a shop yesterday, and a 2017 Yamahas are coming in, mm-hmm. and the uh, the new FZs are really cool. Are these the FZ? Because they're they're going to be bringing out an FZ10. So the, right? it's it's out. Okay, it's I out. I saw yeah. the FZ10, and it had sort of a gray paint, mm-hmm. but then it had these neon green wheels. Cool. And, uh, I mean, you know, the whole thing had to get painted to yellow for me. But, of course. But uh, it was really cool. And then next to that, I saw the FC7. Cool. So um, that was uh, – that's some good-looking product. Uh, it's all LED headlights. And so these are obviously Yamaha historically reliable bikes, really great performing bikes. What did you think of the FC10, though? Because I th- – didn't they raise up the handlebars? Wasn't that one of the well, things? Well, they that, should. Yeah. They had, they had to do that with the FC6 years ago. Yeah. I had the first year – well, I didn't have – the FC6 been around for a long time, um, and, and people know it as the phaser and that sure. sort of thing. But when they came out with the redo on it in 2004, uh, the the bars were down too low yeah. for a, for you know all-day ride. So I put bar risers on mine, and then when you know it, they turn around and put bar risers on automatically right. on like starting in 2006. I so. feel like you should get some sort of royalty for that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Or at least a, a national sponsorship for Soundrider. Come on, Yamaha. Uh, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> but <laughs> speaking of Yamahas, though, too, now they're coming out with a 950cc scrambler, too. Have you seen anything on this? Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't see that on the floor. Okay. I saw the 500. Yeah. But uh, didn't see that. And the, and the 500 I saw was pretty much next to the Ducati scrambler. Sure. So I got to kind of ABM with with my Which, eyes. That segment is really taking off. So, I mean, it was just a matter of time, right? Don't you think before Yamaha got involved on that? Well, what some of the dealers are saying is it took off. And now mm. it's slowing down. I see. So I don't know. We'll see. Do, how many do you, do you think that there was a lot of people who uh, purchased these bikes, but they're just not really riders? They just kind of like the idea of the style and uh, 
Yeah, the retro look. Yeah. yeah, like like you know, they don't they they only ride two thousand or a thousand miles a year. They just right. go on to backfire moto and come back right. home. And, yeah, there's people like that. Yeah, Which, yeah. But there's also people that are having fun playing around with them, um, making them so they're dirt worthy and yeah. putting knobby tires on them. I mean, you see all kinds of configurations of them now. Because so. these Ducati scramblers in particular have gotten some pretty good reviews too. Yeah, I and mean, like Ducati has like six different models of yeah. their scrambler now. They got the Cafe Racer and a Dual Sport right. and a Flat Tracker. So, uh, and it's all cool looking stuff. I just don't it have is. a garage that big. That's right. Well, that'll be or the next step. Bank account that. Big. Yeah. Let's talk to Jay Leno. Can we? <laughs> Can we borrow some square footage? We'll get some storage yeah. from you, Jay. <laughs> Come on, Jay. <laughs> now, on a more serious note here, um, there's kind of a trail alert out in Idaho. What can you tell our listeners about that? So we got notice from the AMA that there had been some barbed wire strung out on some trails in Idaho. And uh, this is this happens from time to time. Right. So it's uh, important to keep an eye out for it, and if you see it, report it to the local authorities because Absolutely. people need to be dealt with who do that. Uh, obviously, if you're breaking the trail, yeah. like you should, you didn't belong there. That's a different. Then uh, you know, I don't know if that's someone's private property and you're riding around on it. That's probably up to them what they want to do. But when it's a public trail, as it was in the case of this, uh, that needs to get reported. And, uh, and cut down. Yeah. If you're out there, break out your leg, oh, yeah. man, and you know, break that down. Just don't get shot at while right. you're doing it. Well, you know, I know, uh, like from time to time, particularly, I've heard stories, you know, a little bit different than motorcycling, but on like the Appalachian Trail out on the East Coast, where uh, some of the native population will do things to sabotage the trail. I certainly hope that's not going on out here in Idaho. But uh, another another reason to wear armored chest protection, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That would help a little bit, maybe. Maybe okay. Kevlar. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> or, better yet, ride with two people and you just be the second one in line. So I'm trying to think, when we did the show last month, did we talk about there was no IMS? We did, yeah. We, okay. We and, got into that a little and bit. And then we got a little, uh, a little tip off that there might be something going on next summer down in the Chehalis area. Oh, well, that would be nice. So there's an article on Soundwriter. It's sort of a, a, a just thinking off the top of the head yeah. type article. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if they did a little 180 on us and tried a whole different idea. Yeah. Well, it's probably time to do a little experimenting. But again, we talked about it last month. But the closest one to the West Coast here will be in Long Beach, California. That's right. Yeah. So, so okay, that's uh, that's sort of our intro and news bites. We're going to take a little break right now, and then we got a jam-packed calendar, and we'll be right back. Stick around. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by Adventure Motorsports, Stomish County's largest selection of Yamaha and Suzuki motorcycles, ATVs, quads, and UTVs are available in Monroe at Adventure Motorsports. Celebrating a decade of top-rated sales, service, parts, and accessory support, hit the road and visit Adventure Motorsports today. Good morning. This is Wayne Elston from South Sound Motorcycles, and you're listening to the Soundwriter Show. Hello, I'm David Paul. I live in Green Bank, Washington. Um, I ride regularly on a 2006 F650 GS, and my favorite rides are down in the gorge. Simply just living the motorcycling dream here on the August episode of the Sound Rider Show. I'm living the dream. Living the dream each and every day here, of course, at Sound Rider HQ. And we're going to get into the calendar segment here because August, of course, is another busy month. And we've got some really great stuff going on, particularly at the end of the month, as we alluded to a little earlier in the show. But let's talk about the Rally in the Valley, Tom. What is happening with that here? So the Rally in the Valley is an event that Hinshaw's has been putting on all cool. summer, and this is their fourth one of the summer. And it's uh, it's it's not really like a like a like a five day rally or right. anything like that. It's uh, it's more like a bike night down at the store. But there's barbecue. Yeah. And there's there may be music. Well, it says right here it's a hangout. Yeah, it's a hangout. Yeah. 
So, uh, nice you know, if relaxed. you live in the Auburn area and you don't want to go down to uh, the Grit City night or go up to Seattle through traffic for the Backfire Moto, here is your bike night. Yeah, definitely. And I bet you don't have to be riding a bike that came from Hinshaw's. I don't I think they'd probably let you show up in your car if you wanted to as well. But uh, oh, always yeah. a good time down there. The guys at Hinshaw's always do a nice job. And great to kind of browse through some of those new 2017s that we talked about a little bit earlier, too. So that'll be right away on, uh, what is that, Wednesday night is the third? Yeah, the third is, I believe that is a Wednesday, so yeah. coming up here in uh, just a couple of days. All right, and then on the sixth, uh, the MotoFit group is back out at the Ridge Motorsports Park for the second time this year, doing their track days for two days. So just down in Shelton, uh, Washington. You can do one track day, or you can stay two days and do both track days. And they always do a great job down there, so go and see our friends at MotoFit coming Yeah, they've been putting a lot of pictures up of their track days and stuff this year on Facebook, so that's been going good, and you can see what's happening. But they're, they're getting good turnouts on them. Right. So... Uh, let's see. Okay, on the 13th is the ride for the Special Olympics. What do you know about that? So I'll just go ahead and give you kind of the uh, the detailed snippet here that we have, and it's 12 years and still riding the Marysville Police Association and other police associations. We'll host this event for Special Olympics, 7.30 start time at the Tualip Amphitheater for breakfast and registration. 9 a.m., join us for a scenic ride through Snohomish no, County. You said Tulalip, didn't you? Uh, I did. What, okay. did it, what did it sound like? It sounded like Puyallup. No, Tulalip. T-U-L-A-I-L-P. Okay. So the Tulalip Amphitheater. Because I was going to say, that's a long drive from Marysville to, <laughs> uh, to Puyallup. That's right. But at 9 a.m., you can join us for a scenic ride through Snohomish County and Skagit County. Return back for barbecue lunch, car show, raffle, music, and awards. Uh, also, it looks like some uh, motorcycling uh, sort of um, appearance competitions. So traffic, uh, trophies for best graphics, highest mileage, etc. Donations thirty five dollars uh, for solo riders and a t shirt for fifteen. So a lot of good stuff going on and a really worthy cause. Uh, the Special Olympics down there as well. That sounds like a fun day. It really does. Yeah, With lots of good eye candy. Lots of good stuff going on. Lots of bikes. Probably a big turnout and uh, twelve years in running. So good for those guys at the uh, Marysville Police Association. Uh, now keep in mind, we're just doing some of the highlights here. There's a whole lot of stuff on our calendar for the month of August, and you can see it online at soundwriter.com backslash calendar. That uh, was a good suggestion. Or click the link at the top of the page. Uh, also, on the 13th, you can you can uh, do that ride for Special Olympics, and then you can head up to uh, Hannigan right. in uh, Skagit County and uh, check out the flat track racing. Uh, get yourself a hotel room, because the next day, on Sunday, the 14th, they're going to have the Vintage trials competition that sounds like a uh, an excellent weekend and i will note uh, here it also says about uh, the flat track racing that on the 13th it's harley night tonight oh that's right yep that's right we were talking about that yesterday yeah um also uh in the in the morning on the 14th this is in between your treks to Hannigan. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to Skagit Power Sports and sign in and do the Monkey Butt 300. And why would you not? Always a fun time out there in Winthrop, That's Washington. That's a, right? a, a very popular ride. Yeah. And you do it at whatever pace you want to go at. Don't try to follow the guys in the front. Right. It's, because you it's should be out there having fun anyway. Benefit. Yeah. Highway 20. <clears throat> uh, let's see. And then on the 17th. Down in Packwood, Washington. Uh, now, you know, sometimes we just tell you these things are going on so you stay out of the traffic. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to be the trike-in, so probably not going to be a big hit with most of our readers, but also you might not want to get down in that area during that time. There will be trikes everywhere. Well, and you know, this might be a good opportunity for some of uh, our riders who are thinking about maybe transitioning to three-wheelers to go down there and maybe uh, talk to some three-wheel owners and kind of get their take on what the experience would be like transitioning to that. I, I'm going to get... I don't know what I don't know what actually shows up there. I don't know if they're like the VW conversions or right. if they're the uh, the Goldwing trikes. Or, sure, or, man, I'm sure it's an amalgamation of Can-Ams and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always a fun time though. If you're in the area, why not swing down, check in the guys at uh, check in with the guys at the Pacific Northwest Regional Trike. Trike. And, and then on the uh, 18th is the Waloa Thunder Run, which will be happening out at what Lake Waloa. Yeah, so that is going to be – it's like it's in Joseph, Oregon, right? So was that yeah. up by Lake Willa? Yeah. Willa? So jo- Joseph is the biggest town next to Lake Willow. Okay. And then there's a, a – a, a, oh, what do I want to say? A lodge out there. Nice. And there's you know pl- plenty of places to eat around Joseph and, and the lake. 
And this says here that it's a cruiser-focused rally. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if you get your boat, motorcycle down there, you don't have a cruiser, I'm sure they'd be welcome to have you down there. But if you're just blasting through on your Beamer, you'll probably encounter a bunch of cruisers. A lot of cruisers, so. that's right. Uh, on the 20th, they got the uh, Dry Duck Poker Run, which is put on by the Tacoma. That's right, Redline Motorsports. At Redline Motorsports. Yeah, so that sounds like that should be a fun this time, This is the too. Tacoma uh, Motorcycle Club. Is it the Tacoma Motorcycle Club? Yeah, it's, they a, have, it's a fundraiser for them, and it's, it's, they call it the Dry Duck, and then they have the Wet Duck at another time in the year. I got you. Now, here's a question for you that you probably know the answer to. I'm hoping so anyway. It says that uh, a checkpoint will be at John Burgeon's Motorcycle Museum. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, so this is a, a guy who has a private collection, ah. and... Um, I've never been to it myself, but I need to put it on my list because I know we need to update our uh, our motorcycle museum sure. article this year. Uh, but but um, he has a private collection, but he's he's fairly good about if if you find his phone number, you can call him and make an appointment. Well, that's cool. He'll take you in and you can take a look at it or bring your group in is what he probably prefers. Yeah. But um, well, that's that's a that's a little unusual because I've never known a motorcycle guy that likes to talk about motorcycles. Nah, me you know, neither. Usually they're all I mean, reclusive, usually really introverted. Yeah. Usually you can't get them to say don't anything. Talk to anybody. <laughs> well, it sounds like an interesting event though. They dry duck poker run, and poker runs are always fun. So get down there and check it out. And on uh, at the end of the month, the twenty sixth and twenty seventh. I know I skipped one event, but I'll get back to it. Sure. Um, it's going to be uh, Yamaha demo truck rides up at uh, – you're not going to actually drive the demo truck. Uh, it's it's uh, The demo <laughs> truck will be there, and you can ride the Yamahas. And uh, that will be on the 26th, Friday the 26th, and then Saturday the 27th. Now, the deal looks like it's going to be jam-packed. So, cool. Um, it's still being sorted out, but it may be where you'll be able to call ahead and tell them the bike you want to ride and when you want to ride it, and nice. they'll probably fill half that that ride up with reservations and then leave the other half open. Still not sure how that's going to work out. Now, are they going to have any FC10s down there, do you think? I'm going to say probably, yeah. yeah, because I know that last year they that truck was loaded with FCs and FJs. Cool. Um, so I would guess they'll have that on there, and if not, they'll have some other cool stuff. Yeah, and always and a fun time. They'll have the Star Bikes right. and the, the Dual Sports. and So, so Skagit Power Sports, check them out. Always, uh, always a fun time down at those guys at Skagit. And I would guess they'll have the barbecue going on in the parking lot and sure. all that stuff, too. And I think they're actually going to have some specials, and it's kind of going to be like going to an open house event. Nice, you know? yeah. So that's happening, but I won't be able to go, and you won't be able to go, nope. because we will be down in the Columbia River Gorge at the Rally in the Gorge, which starts on the 24th and goes through the 28th. And i got to tell you, I am stoked to go down there this year. I am really looking forward to it. You've gotten, you and Connie have gotten so much great stuff together. Um, it's going to be just a blast, and I, just, I can't wait to get down there each and every year. So what we'll do is we'll take a little break right now, and then we'll come back, and uh, I will be your interviewer. Yeah, because I need to be brought up to speed a little bit, and as I do that, we want to get the readers on board. So let's stick around for that next segment here on the Soundwriter Show, when we're going to be talking Rally in the Gorge. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by the MotoFit Group. Providing track days in both Oregon and Washington, the MotoFit Group helps riders experience the next level of their riding abilities and takes them to the zone where the bike and rider become one. Find out more or sign up for a track day today at themotofitgroup.com. Hi, this is Ray Crapo from Icon Motorsport. You're listening to The Sound Rider Show. Hello there. My name's Scott. I live in Everett, Washington, and I've ridden for the majority of my life. I'm 52 years old now. Uh, mostly motocross and off-road stuff. That's the racing I did. But uh, thinking about an adventure bike and whether I go with just a good old-fashioned dual sport that might be a few years older or something that's really zoot, don't know yet, but uh, just getting interested and paying attention to what adventure bikes are out there.
Well, as promised here on the Soundwriter Show, it is August, so we're going to be talking Rally in the Gorge. And I think usually this time of year is when Tom transitions from, uh, you know, sleeping, you know, a normal eight hours a day to about three hours a day. <laughs> it's L- true. Lives off of caffeine. You've got a lot of pre-riding. You've got maps. You've got vendors. You've got so much to do. And each and every year, it does pay off in the end of August. But Let's get kind of right into it here because I want to talk about what is going to be going on at the rally. I want to hit some of the highlights, and I want to remind people or you know, right off the bat here that registration, of course, is officially and still open. So you know, we've got a couple of weeks here till the end of August. Go on to the Soundwriter store. You can purchase your tickets, and uh, you can come on down and you can join us. It's going to be a great turnout this year, and as we talk about what is going to be going on, I think – uh, we're going to gain a few more registrants because it's looking jam-packed. So let's get right into it, Tom. It's the Three Ring Circus. That's right. Three Ring Circus and uh, what's it? Uh, the slogan, too much fun, right? We've got... Uh, Five days, four nights, three volcanoes, right. and too much fun. That's it. Only at the Sound Rider Rally and one, in the one, Gorge. One flush toilet. One flush toilet. No. No, 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 just kidding. <laughs> Not at this rally. We have real flush toilets. We've got showers. We've got power uh, this is a, this is a great day. We don't run any water. That's right, and we also have some offsite demos. So let's talk about some of the rides that are going to be going on here. So what what uh, you know we we used to have demos at the rally when the manufacturers would bring their trucks around, right? And then they sort of cut their budgets back, and they wanted to be doing things just at the dealers. So um, it's not possible to have the kind of demo rides that we used to have. So what I thought was, well, why don't we just include some of the local area dealers in? And people can go out and uh, do demo rides at their shop yeah. at certain times. So, uh, for instance, Fun Run or Fun Country, Fun Country Run, Fun Country Run, uh, Fun Country down in the Dalles yeah. is going to be doing KTM demo rides for people oh, cool. on uh, Thursday. And so, if you want to go out and hit the uh, the Oregon Raceway Park in the morning, and then ride back in on the way back to the fairgrounds, you could go down and do a KTM demo rides. That'd be awesome. So you could show up on your sport bike, you could go down and uh, hit the track, and then maybe talk about buying one of those eleven ninety Super Adventures, right? Yeah, and yeah. I used to see this new 1290 Super Duke. That's a cool bike. I've seen a little bit about that. Yeah. We're talking some just crazy power and a lightweight, too. Like, that's a that's a rocket ship. I don't know if they'll have that one available. Right. But, um, but definitely, so so that's uh, that's one of the ones that we've we've worked out to the point where I could tell you about it. There's yeah. others that we're talking to, and I don't have more details right now at this time, but we definitely want to encourage people. Uh, you know, the rally starts Wednesday at, at what is it, noon, I think? Sure. So why not? Don't don't wait for me to tell you uh, to do a demo ride at so-and-so's shop. If I haven't told you where they are, all you got to do is pick up the phone, call yeah. Pro Caliber, call up Arun down Definitely. at the Ducati shop, wherever you want to go, and get on their doorstep at 10 o'clock and ride their demo bikes, great and then point. come on down to the rally in the gorge. Yeah, and this is, I think... Uh a really great thing for the local dealers because particularly at the Sound Rider Rally, everybody, they, they're legitimate riders, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's like this is a population of a few hundred people that are real motorcycle riders. So I think this would be great for business. Yeah. In fact, if, if you're listening to this show and you've never been to the Rally in the Gorge before, what you need to know is that from about 10 in the morning until about 4 in the afternoon, yeah. there's nobody at the fairground. In fact, the vendors know this, and they all leave, too, That's because true. it's not worth their time to hang around, and they want to have some fun. They want to ride, too. Absolutely. So it's a little different from other rallies where there's always a mass of people yeah. on the fairground. It's it's a ghost town by noon, it is. for sure. Yeah, this isn't one of those rallies where you take your fifth wheel down, you roll your motorcycle off the back, you park it, and then you sit there with uh, a six-pack next to you all weekend. No. Yeah. There's is, just too many good roads, yeah. whether they're paved or, or off pavement. There's just too many great places to ride, and that's the that's the forefront of what the rally is all is. about. A lot of riders and uh, a lot of families too that come down, and uh, you know, kids, adults, and everybody's riding bikes all through the day. So, really, just a fun time. So, it's always uh, a popular clinic that we have is a suspension clinic, and uh, Jesse's going to do two of those great. this year. So that's really nice. That's true at Motorcycle Education, and we're also going to talk about it in the next section a little bit. He's going to be donating uh, a couple of um, a couple of packages, um, training packages to the uh, the auction this year as well. Yeah, and also um, we had had Team Oregon scheduled to come in and do uh, a uh, advanced rider training light class, sure. 
but uh, they had to pull out because they're kind of short-staffed this summer, and they've got a big event coming up in September. So Jesse is stepped in, and he's going to do an hour and a half of classroom on road smarts. Really? And then he's going to take everybody who wants to go with him, and you can snake your way up to the Lost Lake area and have lunch at the cafe and jesse's going to probably ride somewhere in the middle or the back of the group and he'll be happy to kind of give you pointers on where he thinks you can go next as an individual so this is kind of a great little uh sampler option here to kind of get an idea of his teaching style and his knowledge base and then uh, if you feel like you need more you can come up here to seattle and meet with him and I know we, we had that location as the destination last summer, and it was kind of a bust because there were, they had just started some chip sealing up there. I see. And that, that was kind of a problem, but you know what? you got to learn how to ride on chip seal, That's too. True. Now, this year, that road is super sweet. Awesome. So it's great chance to get some some classroom training and then go out and play with it right away and work yourself through the corners and watch your where your eyes are and make your turns right so that's awesome and i'm always looking forward to seeing jesse down there um each and every year um but we also kind of speaking on training and that kind of stuff it looks like the guys from MotoFit might be stopping by as well yeah so rob birch from MotoFit is going to come in i'm going to actually reschedule where he is in the schedule right now i'm going to probably move him to friday uh, he's going to come in because they do a number of track days around the area. You, do, you just heard us talking about him in the calendar. Right. And uh, Rob knows his stuff, and he's going to do a seminar on how to get the most out of your track day. Cool. What, you know, what, are you, what are you getting? What are you not getting that you want to get? How can you get it? That sort of thing. So he'll be doing that. Um, and we talked about going to Oregon Raceway. Right. So we'll do that. That was so successful last year. We're doing that again. They're going to open up. A great the, turnout last year. Yeah. 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 So, and uh, so people get to ride around the track. Uh, there is a pace car, but from what I understand, the guy driving the pace car has a bit of a lead foot. Good. So uh, yeah. and don't, that's, don't think you're going to be going 25 miles an hour. And whether you're in a sport bike or a dual sport, you can take it out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you're on like your uh, 1200 GS and you want to go and uh, try that out on the track, you can do that here at the Oregon Raceway. But if your if your bike's like leaking oil, don't don't bring it out yeah. there. Yeah, it's a common cool. courteous for the other riders there, of course. Uh, let's see. Everybody loves food. Some rallies you get it, some you don't. Right. But we have both the burger feed on Thursday night, and then we'll have the pancake feed on Sunday morning. A nice way to kick it off and a nice way to end it with the pancake feed there, and always a huge hit. We had a really great turnout last year. Yeah. It really worked out pretty nice. And we're so. working on a sponsor for that right now. Cool. So I don't, I can't tell you what's going on with that, but I may have that finalized by tomorrow. So, again, the schedule as well as you know things like the, who the vendors are and what the door prices are, that's just always going to be changing as yep. we go through August. And I'll be updating it so you can you can follow it as as you want. Right. You know, and we'll do some newsletters and that sort of thing. Not just changing, but upgrading. Things always get better. That's kind of oh, yeah. part of the reason, right, for the continual planning here, because you want to make sure you deliver the best rally experience each and every year. Yeah, it'll be all grass grass fed meat. There you go. Uh, no, I'm just yeah. <laughs> and the ticket for the burger feed will be three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a sponsor, That's it's right. uh, three thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the fun run will be happening on Friday, and as I said earlier, um, well, it's a different route than what I originally intended. Right. And we're taking one of the old routes that we ran mm, five, six, seven years ago, and we're flip-flopping it. Cool. And uh, I may I may throw in a couple of kinks into it, and uh, um, it's going to be it's going to be a lot. It's one of my favorite fun run routes. It's going to be fun. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, as always on Saturday, we've got the Mary Hill Clinic in the morning. That one is sold out. Thank you, everybody, for nice, signing already. up. Nice, That's great. So Jesse and Peter teaching that one. The Mary Hill Loops. Always. God, this is such a beautiful road. So, and then so uh, afternoon session. It's all two-way traffic, but you get to ride that squirrely little road that right. you see from the top of Highway 97. So put yourself to the test out there. Uh, let's see. Saturday night. Uh, this is a big deal. We've got uh, Dr. Greg Frazier coming in. Oh, I'm so excited about Around that. the world five times, working on his sixth trip now. And he's going to be doing a, a whole slideshow about 103 years of riding around the world. And now what night is this? Just as a reminder here, that's That'll be on Saturday, Saturday night. night yeah. And on Friday night, 
Shao uh, Marie and Stephanie are coming in who have done 27,000 miles over wow. the last few years. And so they're going to be coming in and sharing their experiences. That's and they awesome. have a slideshow and they have lots of wisdom for people. Sure. So, uh, you know, we've got a little something for everybody. That's gonna be, those are really exciting. I always kind of like those uh, Tales from the Road stories and these, uh, these two um, – really have some great tips and that kind of thing. And it's just fun to see people out having fun on their motorcycles too. I really get a lot of joy oh, yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's Saturday night. Also we'll do the bike show. Okay. Which is kind of cool because, uh, you know, it's not a huge rally, right? But, um, some people bring some really cool bikes. They so do. you get to see them all in one place. You get to vote for them. Hey, you need to make up your own category. That's right. I don't care. It'd kind of be like the Bonneville Salt Flats. It's know? kind of cool, though, to get you know um, a large portion of the rally attendants all lined up with their motorcycles and just to take that stroll and see yeah. you know 100 bikes or so. It's really um, – there's really some really interesting stuff out there. Like and some, you may see a cruiser or two because yeah. we get help from uh, the CMA group, and a lot of those guys ride Our cruiser, cruiser bikes. Riders, so yeah. they, 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 uh, they come in and they get to play as well. That's so. right. Yeah. It's a great turnout each and every year, and um, it's – it's always fun to see Not what other even. people are riding. And there's setups, too, for, like, adventure touring. You know, check out the panniers and uh, the yeah. racks and the bags and everything. All the different kind of luggage configurations. Yeah. And, hey, we might even get a trike from Packwood down there. You, you never know. know. That's right. <laughs> so All right. what else, though? Is there anything else that we should know about the rally this year uh, coming up um, the 24th through the 28th? Well, why don't we do this? Yeah. We'll take a break. Okay. And when we come back... We'll have Connie here with us. Fantastic. She's going to roll through all the door prize stuff that's happening this year. She's going to tell us a little bit about the auction, the way it works, where the money goes. Excellent. And uh, she'll cover the door prizes and vendor information. Let's do that. That sounds great. Always looking forward to it. So uh, in the next segment here, Connie Adams the uh, is going to be coming on, and we're going to talk about all that and a little bit more on the Sound Rider Show. Support for the Sound Rider Show is provided in part by... Rich's Custom Seats. Do long days on the road take their toll on your body? That's because stock seats and generic aftermarket seats don't fit anybody. Have your motorcycle seat custom fit to your body. Improve your ergonomic positioning and enjoy long days in the saddle with a Rich's Custom Seat. Just a ferry ride from Seattle. Experience a Rich's Custom Seat today. Hi, this is Chris Page from the Oregon Motorcycle Road Racing Association, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show. Hi, I'm Brian McMorrin from Peachland, British Columbia, Canada, and one of my favorite rides is from the Ravina Curves between Moser and the Dalles. studio on this August episode of the Sound Rider Show. And really, we're just getting started on everything that's happening down at the Rally in the Gorge. So we've got the queen of the rally here, <laughs> Connie Adams, to talk about some of the auction items, which is always a highlight each and every year because you do a lot of, a lot of work throughout the entire year to prepare these auction items. A lot of great people throughout the Pacific Northwest. So let's talk a little bit about, Connie, what can, our, uh, can, what can people who are going to be visiting the rally this year, what can they look forward to in the auction? Besides the queen? Besides, Besides the queen, being yeah. Besides around the queen? That's always a personal highlight for me, especially <laughs> the tour where you do the wave, you know, yes. on the back of Tom's bike. Yes. I always find that to uh, be rather enjoyable. And I do both enjoyable. left and right hands. It's, I, I have some talent. You're a woman of many talents, But you don't sure. know about the time the queen got left at the gas station. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not feel like a queen that day as he rode away into the sunset and that, I was standing in a parking lot. Sure. Was this in Oregon or was this in Washington? Uh, it was in Washington, Washington. Which was Trout Lake. Okay, yeah. So when you're outside of Oregon, it's yeah. queen of the rally. It's, yeah. you know, <laughs> I carries a more respect than Washington. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk, though, Connie, because right. I know we've got a lot of good stuff going on. We so do. let's just hop right into it, though. Let's start talking about maybe some tires. Well, you know what? Yeah. Before we do that, okay. I want to jump into what the auction means. Excellent starting point, and, yeah. And actually, while we are always looking for money-making ideas, this is not one of them right. for us. sure. None of this... Uh, None of these items that we procure and then auction off go to Soundwriter. Sure. Or personally to Tom or the Queen. That's right. This is a charity auction. This is a here. charity. Right. And this started when Tom first was going down into the Gorge area and thinking about doing a um, rally and then getting to know people. And, and he realized that the kids in the area don't know a thing right. about 
their area. And, and it's just incredibly beautiful and full of information and his, history. And so what he started was the Gorge Kids Explorer Fund. Right. So when these wonderful people who donate to us donate, they are allowing us to pay to get kids out and learning about their area. So what it's really come down to mostly is that we pay for transportation like buses to field trips. We will pay entry fees, although sometimes they get those elsewhere. Um, so there's a lot of things that we can do to make that happen, make those kids get out from whether it's school or a community center or something like that. They just apply to, to SoundRider, and Tom gets some and now, information. And we're talking about going to things like National Scenic Areas, which the Gorge is, of course, but yeah. also museums and the other... paddle boat they went on one right. time and got on the river and... Because that's something I think that even just for you know general visitors, people who are going to be going down to the actual rally, something that they may not be aware of is how culturally rich the area is despite oh, yes. sort of the limited population. I mean the history is fascinating aside from the scenic beauty, mm -hmm. but there's so much technological innovation going on. There's so much uh, – I mean it's really – it's kind of like the, the gateway to the West in a sense coming through there. There's a lot yeah. of just fascinating history there. So. It is, and you know – Schools and centers can only do so much, and if and if they can get them, the kids out and actually hands on and seeing things, you know, it makes a big impact. Yeah, yeah those yeah. those communities down there run on a fairly low budget, so right. um, yeah. every bit that we can help them, we have limits on how much we'll provide for each request. But um, it's you know sometimes they want me to pay the whole thing, and I'll say no, I'll pay for the bus, right? Or no, yeah, I'll pay for the uh, for the uh, admissions for the museum. And you guys take care of the bus because maybe they have a bus that sure. they can get. You know, it's just different all the time. And that way you can spread it around a little bit too so you can help out a lot of different organizations and exactly. a lot of different schools. And get them to different places. And, and Tom, you can tell us. I mean, he asks that um, they send thank you letters or pictures or something. And we've gotten some really fun things. Yeah, we get some nice, nice pictures back, nice thank you notes back. Um, in fact, that's one of the requirements. If they request the money from me, I have to get photographs of the event. Right. Uh, I don't have to get the thank you letters, but it's really nice to get them. And, and, and they almost uh, that, always do it. Yeah. Sure. Dear so, Mr. Marin, thank you for not making us spend another day at school. Thank you for getting <laughs> us out of here. Right? Dear Soundwriter, thanks for yeah. getting us out of the classroom. That's right. And, you know, the Mr. Marin thing just cracks me up. When, when you're an adult who really doesn't feel like an adult, it's so funny yeah. to hear someone refer to Tom as Mr. Marin. And one day, one time he rode his uh, motorcycle down and – went to one of the yeah. field trips and those letters were oh my god that bike was so cool and right you know <laughs> well we definitely we want to get into some of the items here yeah. but before we transition to that i do want to ask tom what kind of inspired you to take that i mean the rally's been on you know we're over a decade now so originally when you decided to do this the charity wise what kind of inspired you to get that going uh we uh, harvey and i were down there in 2004 doing pre-riding and uh, everybody was asking us, where do you guys go? Where, where are you, you going to take the riders to? And sure. we'd tell them, you know, places like Vista House. And they go, oh, man, I haven't been there since I was 10 years old. Uh. I'd say, wow, really? Have you ever been to Larch Mountain? No, I, I, that, that was a long time ago, too. And I'll say, do you have kids? And they go, yeah. You haven't taken your kids to Vista House or sure. Larch Mountain or hiking up in that area? And I said, no, I haven't. And I'm like, well, we got to do something here. So, you know, we were looking for a way to give back to the community, and this looked like a pretty good way to do it. So. Well, and I think so far, obviously, it's been a com complete, su complete success. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a really great turnout year after year. And it is kind of funny, too, especially for people who grew up in the area here. And, you know, I didn't grow up in Seattle, but I've lived here for five years, literally in the shadow of the Space Needle, and I've never been there. You've never been there. Right? Yes. So I can sympathize. I mean, that's not quite the same. I would take the rally in the gorge a hundred times out of a hundred times <laughs> over the Space Needle, but uh, I no, think that's I don't an want the teachers point. from Carson asking me for tickets to the Space Needle. Right. <laughs> we don't do it. <laughs> no Space Needle. Yeah, we would build another one down in uh, in the gorge there. Yeah, right. we would put it right next to the wind farm. Right. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, next to the. Uh, oh no! Now, now I can't think of the name of it. The Mary Hill. The circle that's like the one in England. Why can I say this? Oh, the uh, the uh, Stonehenge. 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 Yeah. Stonehenge. Put it right. next right to that. in the middle. You know, yeah. put all the good stuff together. That's right. Yeah, clump yeah. it together, and then uh, in that last weekend of August every year, come down and see it with us. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, so let's jump back into yeah. some of the items here. Let's start with tires yeah. because year after year, we're really fortunate to have some really great tire providers down exactly. there. Exactly. Who do we've got uh, this year? And actually, 
two, the two that are there this year are the ones who support us every year. Right. Avon Tires, they have always given us tires. And All Moto, Don Doherty, he is not only donating every year, but he is there every year. Yep. And he will put your new tires on, or if you've brought a tire down with you because your tire's almost there, right? you know, you can get that put on. And, and it's amazing so, how many people use that, too. Oh, yeah. He's you know? busy. And because it's it's one of those things, too, where it is... It is so convenient that you don't have to go to the garage. You just roll up to Don. He's literally there yes. at the entrance. He's got his big yeah. truck, and he can do everything for you right there. Yeah, and it's so he's so yeah. fast. I mean, he's he's a great guy, yeah. too. Now, so. keep in mind, if you're going to bid on the Avon tires, you're going to want to be putting those, getting a hold of those tires within, I think it's like 90 days, they got to do it, right? Yes, it's a really quick You don't have to put turnaround. them on your bike, but you at least need to collect them up within the 90 days. And the so tires, it's yeah. usually that certificate is for a dollar value? It is 500 I think. Okay. Not to exceed 500 MSRP. Okay. Well, it's a hell of a deal there. I mean, that's yeah. great. And you can go and help the kids in the area, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Exactly. And that's the thing about the auction, too. I mean, you know, it's always great to feel like you've got a deal. But keep in mind yeah. that this is going to really help the kids in the area. Yeah. If you, if, you, if, you, if you bid, let's say you bid uh, $250 on an item that was $500, or maybe you go to $300, um, you just sent – a, bu- a busload of kids down to the Mary Hill Museum yep. for Museum Week that they do it now. Now they're doing it twice a week, oh. twice a year. So they oh, do it in great. April and they do it in October. Nice. Um, so it, you know it, you're going to buy tires anyways. So now you're doing a really good thing by sending some kids off to a, a museum event as well. And I don't like to say this a lot, but you'd be a hero. Right? Yes. I mean, you'd you be, would be a hero. You'd have new tires and you'd be a hero. Like, how much better yeah. can that Maybe be? Maybe we should get somebody to donate hero t shirts. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> Hashtag soundwriter hero. <laughs> so, what else do we get on the, the list? The next thing I want to talk here? about is the great people who are donating gift cards, which is yeah. wonderful because, number one, you go down and pick out what you want. If it's a size thing, you've got it under control. Right. If it's a certain product or model or something, you can do it. So, um, European Motorcycles and BMW Motorcycles of Western Oregon donate pretty much every year, Great. and they've given us um, $400 worth of wow. coupons broken up between the various ones. So um, that's really exciting. We've got Valentine with shop gift cards. We've got um, KFG Racing with shop gift cards. So that's exciting. So you get a little bit of everything there. Yeah. And a lot of times, too, some of the – in the past, some of these uh, gift certificates, like even if they're down in western Oregon and you live in the Seattle area, it's kind of a great excuse to get out and ride one weekend. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's fun so. to see what other shops have. You know, yeah, the, And those true. are beautiful shops. I have to say, we've been down there, and they're really lovely right. places to go in and there are talk some, to people. There are some really great dealerships yeah. throughout or the Or I would guess area. you might be able to transact by phone, too. That's true. Yeah. yeah if I you mean, know I'm what sure. you want. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of great ways to get down there and uh, get some new gear. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I'd like to point out is that if you've been to the rally before, you've probably met Jesse Murphy. He does um, some seminars for us. And he's been on the show here with us, too. Oh, that's right. Yep. So um, he has offered a motorcycle maintenance class for six, which I think is fabulous, along with a two- or three-hour riding instruction with him. So right. it's two different items that he's yes. putting up. Yeah, sorry. And this guy knows his stuff. I mean, he is a real expert. He does uh, he's done a suspension clinics in the past and mm-hmm. that kind of thing at the rally. Yeah. And uh, if you just spend a few minutes with him, the guy's so laid back, but he knows his he's stuff. He's such a nice guy. And, right. and like I mentioned in the previous section, um, he's also going to be teaching a uh, road smarts class. Right. So. Yeah, but really always great to work with and uh, super friendly. And how great would that be to get uh, you know five of your friends together? And uh, go and take this maintenance class and actually know a little bit more about your bike. Like, oh, that'd yeah. be a pretty good couple of days. So Another safety issue like Soundrider loves to promote. I don't think it's a couple of days. I think it's you get probably three or four hours. Three or four day. hours, yeah. sure. Well, you spend one day uh, learning and then one day at home with your friends wrenching, right? Yeah, so you break your wrenching and you get back yeah. home. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> then your dealer then, will love you. And then you call Jesse and you pay him to come in and teach you how to fix it, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> You'll get some one-on-one That's help. right. <laughs> He's no fool. <laughs> so what else do we got, though? We Last got year, we stuff. had um, Gordon's Heated there, which is really exciting. Yeah. And they are back this year. They awesome. will be on site again, and they're donating short gauntlet gloves, so heated gloves. Nice. Also, another, another firm that has been really um, supportive of us and been on site a number of years is Lee Parks. So Lee Parks Design is doing another tank bag. Uh, no, it's, it's a, a tail pack. Tail it's pack, called sorry. the Laguna Tail Pack. 
And uh, I, I use it on uh, my dual sport bikes, and it's an awesome bag. And you could use it on a sport bike. You could use it on any kind of bike. Um, it, it's very well thought out because it was designed by a rider for motorcycle riders. Right. Yeah. Not to mention just beautiful design. All of their yeah. stuff is just this And is the waterproof gorgeous. cover is awesome. Which it, is, it works. Which is oh, a necessity, yeah. definitely, yeah. in the Northwest. So. Exactly. Um, We've got a couple of mystery things. Um, we've got some southbound Honda items that I don't know what they are yet. We're going to we go down and pick them, them up. Cool. And then we also have a mystery box from Stitch. So let's let's talk about this because uh, we were talking a little bit off air on this. Now, what is exactly the mystery box from Stitch? Well, the, How does we'll, this come we'll about? have all the items in these boxes out by the time the rally starts. Yeah. We just don't know what's in the boxes. We haven't opened up the Stitch box okay. yet. Okay, yeah. But it's about, I don't know, 18 inches wide by 18 inches wide by about 36 inches high. Cool. So there's, you know, there's a, I, I, I think there's a carrier bag in there and a, and a number of other items. I just don't know everything that's in it. Sure. But it's really nice of Andy and the guys back there to uh, support our rally, even though they don't make it out to the rally every year. But Andy, if you're listening, we want you to come to the rally. <laughs> and so how does this work now? Can you take uh, the mystery box or the washer and dryer? Does it like, do you get the no, choice? No, you do not get door number three. Okay, so or, there's no. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted yeah. to make sure on that. Okay. <laughs> But that will be exciting, definitely, yeah. because Aerostitch makes some really high-quality gear, too. So yeah. hopefully we will see them down there this year. So that's so the biggest stuff we are not through procuring yet. We've got a lot of asks out there. We sure. need to do some follow-up. We've got some uh, small things, door prizes, Norma's Seafood and Steak. Cool. Um, Randy is a rider also. He's, he's come to a number of rallies, and he owns Norma's in Seaside. Um, so he gives us a gift certificate every year. He's going to try and come this year, but... This year, he's got a grandchild on the way, oh, and he doesn't know everything. exactly when it will be. Right. So he's not sure he's going to be there or not this year. But anyway. So it, the next time you go to Norma's, start looking for the baby pitchers on the way. Yeah, then we'll know. And now this is Norma's in Seaside, Oregon? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Just That's make kind sure. of an iconic place in yeah. Seaside. Been there for years and years. Um, and we've got some things coming from Roadrunner, door prizes. So a lot of fun things going on. Awesome. I know we'll have... Uh, we always end up with a bunch of T-shirts and that sort of thing for door prizes too. So sure, and kind of the nature of this beast too is we always we've got some uh, traditional uh, people that we work with year after year, and then as we get closer and closer to the rally, things kind of get a little more real to these people that you ask. So they always do kind of stack up. But yeah, we've got some new vendors coming in this year. We've got uh, best dressed products coming in this mm-hmm. year. We've got the guy who makes the trailer for the back of the dual sports coming in from Canada. Cool. And uh, so that's all growing right now. Yeah. Well, always a, always an awesome time down at the rally. The auction is always a highlight, uh, one of the many highlights. And, of course, the rides are great. And, you know, looking forward to some awesome weather and a great time. Connie, is there anything else that we should know about auction items or anything else uh, that's going to be coming down this year? I think we're, I think we're good. We just want to encourage people to be thinking about it. Yeah. You know, maybe um, we have it out on the website, donors. And so, you know, be pondering what you might need, what you might want to do to help the kids. And and just um, I'd like to personally thank everybody who donates. It's just a really wonderful thing they do, it's, you know, straight it off is. their bottom line. Yeah. So, you know, they're and doing we'll a wonderful keep, thing. And we'll keep updating the rally page as we know more information on what's coming in. Exactly. Sure. Well, always a really great sort of pay-it-forward event where everybody wins. You get new gear. You get exposed sometimes to some manufacturers that you might not have heard exactly. of and some dealers and, uh, you know, service people in the area. And it goes to help out the kids. Yeah. So um, a great, you know, hats off to both you guys for putting that together Thank each you. and every year. You know, one of the things we started doing last year that um, we'll continue to do this year is that for the vendors who are on site, we'll bring them up to the stage when we're auctioning right. off their item. And that's something that's really fun for the people at the rally. You know, it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, such and such a shop. But yeah. when you see Bob from that shop and you it's get true. to know him yeah. and see who he is and what he's doing, it, it's more meaningful and it kind of... I think brings the motorcycle community closer. Well, and in so many ways, more than any other industry, the motorcycle industry is full of businesses that are really passion businesses. Yes. Like you talk about like Gordon's, he did clothing, right? Yeah. And they will talk to you all day about their product. If you have questions, if you need, you know, custom advice, these guys will go way out of their way to help you out. And that's one of my favorite things about the rallies that you can press the flesh, shake hands, get to know these guys. And uh, it makes it uh, much more enjoyable, just the entire riding experience, to be able to do that. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have some tips and tricks for everybody. On the Sound Rider Show. Support for the Sound Rider Show is provided in part by... 
South Sound Honda, serving the South Puget Sound region for more than five decades. South Sound Honda, located in Olympia, is your destination for fun. Hi everyone, this is Dave Richardson from Moto International. You're listening to The Sound Rider Show. Hi, I'm Ray Coop. I'm from uh, Surrey, B.C., and uh, one of my favorite roads is probably the Curly Creek Road, which runs up towards Mount St. Helen between uh, Wind River Road. Welcome back, writers, to the Soundwriter Show. I'm Tom Marin, the publisher of Soundwriter. I'm here with Derek Roberts, and we are about to wind up the show. But before we go, that's right. We got some really cool tips and tricks, as always. And we never discuss this with each other before we go into the last segment here. Uh, but why don't I dive in? I'll go ahead and I'll lead off here today. Okay, I'm ready. So we've been talking a lot about the rally down in Hood River, Oregon, of course. And uh, one thing that I've wanted to do in that area for many years and have not yet had the chance is to go and see the Western Antique Aeroplane and Automobile Museum. Awesome idea. So that is my tip and uh, my commitment this year at the rally is I'm going to go check it out, and I also encourage other people to take a little bit of time. And I'm going to make a phone call down there and see if we can't get everybody a discount when they show their wristband at the door. That is a beautiful idea. But, you know, that museum, uh, we've talked about it on and off a little bit over uh, over the years in the show here, but everything they have there is running. They work on it all. The airplanes mm-hmm. run. The cars run. So it's not just a... And, and there's 40 motorcycles in there right they've now? They've got all kinds of great stuff going on in there. So it's not just a static display. You've got uh, actual operating vehicles there. So I'm going to go check it out, the Western Antique Aeroplane and Automobile Museum. And this is like, what do you think? As the crow flies, maybe, is it five miles from the fairgrounds, do you think? It's pretty close, right? Uh, it's less than that. Less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's only like maybe three. Right. It's very close by anyway. You go right by it. You go right by it on your way in if you go up on the Tucker Road there. And I was checking out their Facebook uh, feed a little bit, and I think they've been doing some new construction this year, so I think they have added some space. They've added another another building. So, yeah, so that's their third or fourth one. That's their fourth hangar. Yeah. Yeah, but they have a lot of space still because I was was looking around. Um, People don't know this, but. they're kind of our backup if we if there's ever like a fire in the area right. and uh, and the U.S. Forest Service takes over the fairgrounds. Sure, the rally doesn't go away. We just move down the hill. That's it. So uh, so I, I always take a look around and they still have a ton of camping space, That's RV awesome. spaces, yeah. all kinds of stuff. So, but go down there, take a ride down people. there, and hopefully we can get uh, some discounts for us. So I think uh, I think I would recap your tip as saying, as a general rule, whenever you go somewhere, like to a rally or sure. you're touring or whatever, make sure you take some time off to go to the local museum to learn about point. the areas. Yeah. It'll really make your it'll really kind of enrich your trip a lot more than just blasting through it. Right, down, you know? and that's one of those things too. When you do those little side trips, you realize year after year that there's so much to look at. And there that's, is. Yeah. It's just such a we mentioned it. You know, earlier in the auction segment, it's just such a culturally rich area that there's a lot of stuff going on down there that people aren't aware of. And there's a lot of weird stuff that you can find out about. Right. Like uh, in Stevenson, Washington, the the museum that's there, the gorge. It's not the Gore Discovery Museum, but it's I, – I can't remember the official name of it. But sure. anyways, they have the world's largest rosary collection. Really? No, I'm not. I'm not into the rosary <laughs> and all that. But it's kind of bizarre to see, you know, they've got like 300 rosaries out in yeah. the collection that they put on display. And I'm guessing they rotate them here and there. Um, down at the Mary Hill Museum, they have a, a really nice Rodin exhibit. They also cool. have a huge chessboard exhibit. Uh, out in Idaho, there's a museum out there that has uh, probably the largest collection of calculators. Wow, that's interesting. So there's all kinds of cool stuff to see. Yeah. And um, well, on a trip to the calculator museum, that always adds up. Yeah, I mean they, right. they have to go all back, to, all the way back to abacuses, and sure. then they have all kinds of stuff that maybe your dad or your grandfather owned, and just cool stuff. Yeah, and I hear they've got great pocket protectors in the souvenir shop there. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I didn't see any slide rules. Nothing when I was there. In there. Okay, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the new exhibit. 
Uh, uh, my tip, uh, I'll have to give credit to an AMA member who I was back and forth with on this, uh, kind of evolving him. He, his, his tip was you should buy a tube of shugu hmm? and carry it with you wherever you go. Because it's good for mending broken parts or holes in dry bags. So let's talk a little bit about what shugu is because usually that's what I'm trying to scrape off of my shoe. But this sounds like some sort of sealant or... Yeah, no, this is right. like if your sole's coming off your shoe, okay. it'll adhere the rubber back on to the cork or the leather. So kind of like a heavy-duty epoxy, which sounds like it's... Yeah, but it's not an epoxy where you have to mix it. Right. So, uh, But then, you know, their, their, their biggest competitor is a company called Goop. Mm-hmm. And Goop has taken their line and expanded it to, I don't know, it's probably a dozen different ways, uh, purpose, re, you know, I gotcha. multi-purpose versions. Sure. It's like the late night infomercial where you see the ways that you can do it. You can fix your yeah, dishes, you can have fix your radiator, you can, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. so um, they have a, just a general multi-purpose, and that's what I carry cool. with me as my fix-it item. And now you're talking about, uh, in particular, like water seal and that kind of stuff. So if you have like what should be a dry bag, it gets a hole in it. or might be it, a dry bag, might be a rain gear. Or your actual boot, I guess. Uh, definitely yeah. the boot. Right. Yeah, I've, 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 I've actually used it on my boots before because they were leaking like a son of a gun, and I just put it all over the stitching on the top of the boot and let it dry overnight. What do you see for like um, dry time on that kind of stuff? It was overnight. Okay, so overnight. You're in, you're in the yeah. tent, you, you paste it on, leave it under your rain fly maybe, and you're good the next day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you think, because uh, last year I, I kind of took some heat for uh, the condition of my rain fly, do you think I could coat all of this in that shoe goop and have it ready to go for this so, year's rally? For your rain fly, I would not use shoe goop no. because shoe goop is a little bit thicker of a product. Sure. But um, I just did one of my tents with yeah. seam seal. Oh, okay, yeah. Always uh, good Also to known as grip it. seal. Yeah, every couple of years, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, and I was able to get like, uh, I don't know, two, two seams at a time. So it took me about four days to do it. It's not bad. But uh, fortunately, the cats didn't like put their feet on those seams the whole time or anything like that. But uh, that's also a good product to have if you want to mend your tent specifically. Right. So well, all good tips. A little bonus tip and trick there at the end of this last segment on the August show here. Uh, but always a great time. So much good stuff going on. We're really looking forward to seeing, uh, hopefully, a lot of the listeners out there at the rally from the 24th to the 28th. And uh, I know I'll be down there. I know you'll be down there, Tom. Um, I'm planning on it. You planning on being yeah, there? I'm That's good. On going yeah. again. Right. <laughs> You're not going to be. We haven't transitioned to you planning remotely, right, and just organizing it uh, from home base here. But yeah, maybe you can just send video up to me now and then. I right. can See how the rally's going. Live yeah. feed. Report back. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we want you to uh, ride safe. We want you to ride well. We want you to ride often. And don't ride like my mother. And please do not ride like my mother either. We're going to see you in September, and we'll see you at the Rally in the Gorge before that. The Sound Rider Show was made possible by today's sponsors and the patience of everyone else involved, which is not to say we're doctors. Reproduction of this program in part or in whole is not legal without the express written consent of the podcast owner. But please be sure to share the link with all your Facebook friends. This program is a production of Mixed Media. The content and views of today's guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any major media conglomerate anywhere else in the world, including CBS, NBC, ABC, MotoGP, the BBC, PBS, NPR, the Discovery Network, or the Cartoon Channel. See you next time on the Sound Rider Show.